Hello to all you non-fungible forest creatures out there in the Edge of NFT community of dreamers, disruptors, and doers. We have a special Miami Crypto Experience bonus episode for you today. As we make the rounds to various conferences and events in the NFT space, we want to provide you with the inside track on the most fascinating and groundbreaking projects we've discovered. So even if you don't have the time you'd like to travel, connect, and network within the NFT community, we've still got you covered. This bonus episode contains curated content from our interviews at the Miami Crypto Experience Convention that took place from November 10th to 12th of 2021. Thanks to the conference organizers and the Kryptonite virtual team for sharing this content with us. Stay tuned for some truly excellent conversations. Thanks for sharing this time with us, and please enjoy. Welcome to The Edge of NFT with your hosts Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Hey, we're back here at Miami Crypto World's Metaverse event, and my name is Josh Krieger. I'm one of the co-hosts of Edge of NFT. We feature the leaders in the space and talk about where this crazy world of NFTs is going next. And it's a real honor and pleasure to be speaking today with Reeve Collins. Reeve, thanks for joining us. For those of you that don't know Reeve, you absolutely should know Reeve. He is the co-founder of Block B and smart, uh, smart Meter Technologies. Um, prior to that, he also was one of the co-founders and CEO of Tether, and his efforts have revolutionized the way currency is transacted by creating the world's uh, first fiat currency platform on Bitcoin blockchain. Um, today, he's doing a lot of cool things at BlockV and, um, and Smart Technologies, uh, two innovative companies that are enabling users to create, engage, and emit dynamic, intelligent, experiential NFTs in the blockchain, which is something I'm really excited to go into more. Before we do that, Reeve, what did I miss in your amazing, illustrious background? I mean, that sound, it was, a, it was a quite a mouthful as it is, so we'll just leave it at that, but a lot of exciting things for sure. Well, that's awesome, man. For our listeners, uh, what is BlockV and how did it come into being? Yeah, so BlockV is this, um, it's a platform to create experiential and engaging NFTs, what we call BATMs, uh, a virtual atom, like your building block of your virtual life. But it's really a programmable or smart NFT. Um, the idea for BlockV came about in 2015. We initially had a different name, but it evolved into Block V around 2017 when we did, when we did an ICO. But in around, um, I sold Tether in 2015, where we tokenized the dollar. So the concept came about by a gentleman named Eric Pouillier. So he came up with this idea of creating, you know, these smart virtual goods. He wanted to create a VATM. And back then he wanted to tokenize virtual goods. And the concept was like, how do you create tokens and make them experiential and engaging and interesting? And so we were the first people to really dive into the space and build a technology that can address that need. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the, the, the utility token and how that crafts an immersive experience for artists and developers? 
Yeah. So the concept behind Block V is to create this is that we created a very robust platform to build NFTs. Over the years, we focused a lot on enterprise and went out to large um, corporations and brands and built NFTs for them as a new way to engage with their consumer. Now, the tokens that we create are our NFTs that go out into the world. But you mentioned the utility token. So we did do an ICO in 2017. What we raised, it turned out to be $70 million. Um, and we spent that money on building this very robust platform. And that token's called V, and it powers the Block V ecosystem. So every time our platform emits an object, when it emits one of these NFTs, it requires us to pay two cents on the open market to buy V and then use that V to emit the objects. So that's how the utility token works in the system. Cool. What does that type of um, utility offer that's unique and, and different? Like like when you when it came about structuring it that way, what were you thinking? What were some of the foresights um, that you had in mind? Yeah. So in order to kind of power the platform and what we wanted to do is get thousands of developers from the beginning to uh, kind of utilize the platform. And so we did the ICO to put the token out into a lot of people's hands. And then ultimately, these developers would then log in and build experiences. We went a different route where we focused on enterprise at first. And now Vatim Inc. is releasing, Vatim Inc. is another company built on Blockfee. They're releasing a product for developers very soon where anyone can go in and build applications as well as these Batums, these programmable NFTs on top of Block V. And all of that requires the use of the token. That's cool. What are what are some of the use cases that you're having discussions with these developers about that, that you can share? Yeah. So we found the whole point of these smart NFTs and these these digital objects, it's it's to create a more engaging interaction between brands and consumers or between a creator and a, whoever's consuming that creation. And the brands have really found a lot of success in creating these interactive AR adventures or sweepstakes or scavenger hunts. So think Pokemon Go, but with NFTs. We l- released a campaign last year um, for PlayStation, and they're actually doing another one right now that's live throughout Europe with the Call of Duty. So you can find these loot, these Call of Duty loot crates in augmented reality all throughout Europe, and you collect them and to see if you win headsets or, or different um, different things for the game or, or the actual game itself. And it's also in partnership with Doritos. In addition to that, we're doing a campaign with the NBA right now throughout Europe. So what they're doing is it's an AR game where you collect these basketballs and you collect these diamonds and then you shoot to see if you win different prizes. So it's just a much more interactive and engaging way for the brands to co- to connect to their consumers. And for like developers, right here at Nifty World, Kyle Kemper, the guy who put together um, one of the guys responsible for the Miami crypto experience and also was partners in uh, Doge Disco. So they've used the platform to create these really fun um, AR experiences that involve NFTs. And so he just launched nifty.world where you can get your Miami crypto experience NFT. And in there, you even get some V, some of uh, our network tokens, kind of like an airdrop to uh, anyone who utilizes the experience. There we go. Some nice alpha. I come from the e-commerce CPG uh, background. And, you know, one of the challenging things about launching a product 
um, even if you're an established company, is is brand awareness. Um, and maybe one of your stores is doing well, but there's another store that they're re- really, um, they don't know who you are, your product's on the shelf, it can kind of get lost um, amongst all the other products. Is there, It sounds like with this sort of um, incentivization and gamification for good, um, that you could actually move people um, towards certain destinations or goals as a brand that would otherwise be difficult to do without having someone doing a sampling, for example, in the store, but virtually you can incentivize people um, without a relationship with that store. Hey, go buy our our new breakfast cereal at X store because there's this uh, you know special prize that you get if you go to that aisle and you pick up that box. Is that is that accurate? Absolutely. Um, one of our clients, Fjall Raven, which is a, a clothing brand and has one of the number one selling backpacks here in the U.S. They've been utilizing the technology for quite some time. And in the beginning, um, their tagline is like, get outside and, and play. One of the things they're trying to push. And so they would do these AR scavenger hunts where you could go collect either 3D backpack or just the Fjall Raven coins, which enters you into more drawings and gives you more rewards. But they placed all those coins in the national parks and all of the parks across the country. So kids would get outside, get off the couch and, and experience nature. Um, in addition, just two months ago, I think they did a big release where they dropped 20,000 AR backpacks in all of the Nordstrom retailers, as well as their own retail shops to drive people to pick those up. And they're seeing huge successes because people really love gamification. And and what what's most amazing in this past year, right? We put this company together. It was, it was thought up in 2015 and we've been working on it for a very long time. But finally this last year, consumer behavior has shifted. NFTs have exploded on the scene. And so now it's usually the most expensive marketing tactic that you'll ever enter into is trying to shift consumer behavior. But the world did it for us, right? People are rabid for NFTs and they like digital wallets and now they know what digital goods are and they place value on them. So our business has really benefited from that because now the brands are leaning in. They're like, how do I get involved? And so Fjall Raven has been doing a really good job of this for the last few years. And now a lot more brands are like, great, I want to engage with my consumers and what they want is digital goods. They want experiences. They don't just want loyalty points or another email they want to start collecting things and where the nft piece really falls into place because there's a difference between digital goods and nfts they're all kind of you interact with them and engage with them in the same way but for definition's sake nfts typically hold more valuable or hold more value and they can be written to the blockchain a lot of these interactive digital goods don't necessarily need to be written to the blockchain because they're for an experience. They're to lead a consumer down the path. And maybe the path is to win the golden Easter egg and get your free ice cream. Because that's a campaign we ran for Ben and Jerry's during Easter in Australia. We put 20 or 50,000 eggs, Easter eggs around Australia in augmented reality. People ran around, picked up the Easter egg, see if they got the golden egg or if they just want a free ice cream. And then they could go right then and there and redeem it at, uh, at the store. That's, that's really exciting. So I, I think there's a, a fine line between gamification and bribery and sort of creating incentive structures that are manipulative in nature, right? And, 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 and I, I know you're on um, Team Good. 
how do you work with these brands to enable human agency where you're creating behavioral structures to incentivize things they already want to do? Like I'm, I'm thinking about the reward you gave, for example, around um, getting to the national parks. And I totally would go that extra mile um, hike over the shorter hike um, with a little bit of incentive, but I probably want to do it anyways. And, and I'm able to sort of forgo all my um, excuses, if you will, like I'm tired you know, um, I don't know if I have enough, you know, water in my bottle right now. Um, you know, I need to get somewhere, but you know, whatever. It's an amazing hike. I'm going to go do it. How do you balance those? Those the the, the good, evil, the sort of human agency, the the manipulation side of incentivization. You know what's nice is I had a, a call the other day with a, a, a very large global brand, and what was really great to hear because we had all these concepts and ideas that we were brainstorming with them. But what was great to hear is where the brand was coming from. They're like, look, we want to simply empower our consumers to do what they want to do. We want them to utilize our brand assets, this IP, this brand that they know and love. And we want to give them the ability to let their creativity flow versus like exactly what you're saying. And versus trying to say, hey, we want to sell product or push that or push this. They're simply like, let's use the tools and the technology that's now available to us to empower the creators that are fans of our brand. So where does this go next? Um, at Edge of NFT, we, we like to talk a lot about co-creation. Yeah. Um, have, have you started a conversation with brands about co-creating future products and and where they actually might create the marketing campaign themselves or the, the, the project that, that gets the support of the brand? Absolutely. So look, the NFTs have now empowered the metaverse. So you'll, you you might think it's a coincidence, but NFTs just burst onto the scene this year. And now I would bet a lot of your listeners only in the last few weeks have started hearing about the metaverse, right? It depends on their level of depth that they've been in the space. The metaverse yeah. has been around for 20 plus years. Think of any immersive online video game that you've played, right? In these fantastic environments, you can run around with friends, but you've never been able to go online shopping with your friend. And, that, and so now you're starting to hear about the metaverse because brands like non-games non can really get involved. And so a whole new industry is being opened up because now consumers can go into this much more engaging environment and own objects. So the NFTs are really empowering um, the, the, the adoption of the metaverse. And you asked, what do brands, how do brands um, empower their their consumers to be creators, well, they give them the tools. So step one is give them the tools to create their own NFTs and objects. And step two is give them an environment, this beautifully, this beautiful brand created environment that's a metaverse where, where your life is now in digital plus all of your objects, right? And so it's just much more robust and interesting experience. And by next year, we're going to see some really, really awesome applications of both these really smart programmable NFTs as well as immersive metaverse environments. And it's going to change the way not only a lot of um, just leisure time is spent, but the way most business is done. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And I'm excited. I think 2022, we talked about this casually in, in New York um, last week um, in real life. And now we're at a conference ironically and we're, we're digital again. But but I think that combination of digital and physical and metaverses is, is 
is is right there. And there's finally this um, use case that have been talked about for a long time coming to life with NFTs as as the bridge. So um, there's been concerns about too many NFT projects, too many generative art projects, how many 10,000 collections can you have? Are we gonna also be having a conversation next year? How many metaverses can you have? How many brand games can you have in different metaverses? Or, or are folks already thinking about how to maximize impact and value and sort of release these things in a conscientious way so that they get the right eyeballs and attention? You know, it's an, it's, an, it's an excellent question, but let's back up and look at it in perspective a little bit. Like, you know, when I grew up, there was three television stations, right? And so, and then cable happened and then now the internet and now there is an un, unending amount of content to choose from, right? There, there's just, so what that, what that does is it delivers um, micro communities and enables people to really kind of fine tune what they like and focus on it. And so now when you go to the objects, it's going to be the same. There's going to be, we, we have this explosion of all these objects and collections and, and, and the, ma- the vast majority will not be worth anything, right? So the objects are going to get smarter and smarter and more programmable because they need to really provide value to those people who are their audience or they just won't have an audience. And it goes to the same with the metaverse. There'll be an explosion of different environments, but then a lot of those environments will become interoperable. And then as in all things, whatever's the most popular, people will start to float flow to but unlike the last 15 20 years where you where the whole world only flowed to one place such as facebook right to these just massive centralized platforms that is the past in the future it will be much more decentralized and you'll have a lot of choice and while the the platforms are going to be interoperable so your identity and the objects that you that you buy, sell, trade, know, and that you love and that you collect, your wallet, it's going to go with you in all these different environments. And you're just going to end up hanging out wherever you feel most comfortable. Wow. So let's go Let's go deeper here. This is a fun conversation. Um, in the world of NFTs, there's often these lines around creators, um, you know, developers, um, collectors, um, and we got gamers, right? Um, those are the four categories. As we move into the future that you just laid out for us, um, you know, FF had a question that I'm curious about too. What are the skills required to to be able to create this sort of future? And are there different roles for folks in this future than the the ones that have been sort of predominant for this year? Absolutely. So, well, when you say what are the skills required to create this future, it depends. Like. It, it, it spans the gamut, right? From being a developer and writing the code to being the designer and creating the beautiful images to being the business person that comes up with the concepts to being the, the marketing people who spread the message, right? To being community leaders, right? So so it's as, as in any business, it, it requires a massive team to deliver anything in this new world. Um, but the best way to get involved, well, there's many, many ways to get involved. But when you say, what are the skills going to be like in the future? We are going to, live in these metaverses and earn money in the metaverses. When you look at YGG, um, Yield Game Group, or Yield, Yield, <laughs> Yield Guild, Games Guild. I'm sorry, I have such a hard time with that word. Um, it's their problem with the acronym. They should make it easier. <laughs> yeah. But it's amazing. Like that, their, their concept in Axe Infinity is, it, it's, it's incredible to see like in the Philippines that people are making more money than minimum wage 
by playing games, like play to earn. And so they're, they're creating these massive armies of players. And at the same time, they're like the biggest employer, right? They're, they're employing tens of thousands of people to play video games. And those people are playing more money by playing or earning more money by playing this game than they would in, uh, in a minimum wage. So it's, it's just an extraordinary brand new um, type of work that people can do in these new environments. It's, and that is a sector to watch because I fully believe that we are going to live in a ready player one environment. Like that is our future. It's just, it's inevitable. And I hate to say that, but, uh, but it's going to, it, that's where I believe we're going to end up. I, I agree. I'm ready for it. it sounds like fun to me. Uh, we've talked about e-commerce and, and, and brands. Are there other industries that people don't talk about as much? Um, it's not in the news as much that you think will be impacted significantly here? Maybe health tech, biotech, um, you know, I don't know, food tech. Um, are there other industries that, 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 that you'd like to sort of uh, talk about a little bit? Absolutely. So, the importance of NFTs cannot be overstated. So today people are just seeing one use case of them and that's buying and selling images. But soon when they have become really programmable, like all of the technology we're bringing to the table, creating these VATOMs and these NFTs, the NFTs take on, uh, they, they provide the ability to do a lot more things that weren't possible before. We are all going to have an identity. And then all of the things that we care about, all of the contracts that we have, because now we have smart contracts. So a lot of titles, insurance, and look at DeFi. So all of the financial products that you can now do online, I'm sorry, on the blockchain. Um, and what's, what's going to be wrapped up as an NFT is also yourself, like your identity. So you'll have this NFT that's very unique and very personable to you that's going to be your identity. And when you attach that to your wallet with all of the goods that you own, it's going to open up so many more business models. And, and you're talking about what other industries, healthcare, so all of your health records, um, obviously escrow and, and titles and licensing and insurance, like all these things are going to have this digital object component. And it's really going to change the way business is done. How many avatars of you are out there in the metaverse right now? I've been scanned of, at least once, right? Um, we were at that uh, party for praise, and I think uh, Jesse turned us into avatars. So there's at least one of me um, in the metaverse right now, hopefully having a good time. Um, yeah. Do you have any other avatars running around yet? I do have a few, and there's one that I actually want to warn everybody about that I hate, and you should too. And that is my impersonator on Instagram, <laughs> because he, you know, I think we all have them. All of us in the crypto space have those fake accounts. But I just got a call. After all of the messages that we collectively as an industry put out there saying we don't DM and we'll never ask for crypto, I still just got a call from a dear friend and she got suckered into sending this guy crypto thinking it was me. So another public service announcement. <laughs> yeah, no, that's an important one. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I get excited about this idea of having this virtual closet where I've got my 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 club clothes, my my party clothes, my my gamer clothes, um, all these different sort of versions of me um, for different environments um, that represent what I love in life. Um, you know, I have a, uh, a a hat brand that allows you to take patches and take them on and off your hat depending what you're feeling like in the moment. And to me, a digital version of that made sense years ago. 
it feels like we're going to always be able to represent ourselves and maybe even represent ourselves differently at the same exact moment to different people based on sort of what our relationship and community is with them. Maybe someone in the Board Ape Yacht Club sees you in a different sort of attire than someone that you're part of some other community with. Is that is that your concept as well? Oh, we lost you. Uh, Reeve, you're on, you, you muted yourself for just... Um, Oh, sorry. Out of excitement for the question. Go ahead again. <laughs> um, yes, I think digital fashion is, right now, it's, 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 it's this brand new industry that people are really diving into. There's a company called DressX that's really cool, and they create objects that, that also change in different environments. Like you can take a still shot and have a really high-end, like beautiful garment of clothing. But then if you want to move that into a, a metaverse environment, it, it, it um, becomes you know, less high resolution. So it will interact in these different environments. So these NFTs, they're going to have what we call faces. So you'll own the object, but it'll have, but it'll represent, it'll be represented differently in the different environments. Just like you're saying, I can be in the board yacht club and I'll have my big purple suit on, but that purple suit might be something different in a different uh, environment, but you can take that suit with you from, from each place. Pretty exciting stuff, man. So uh, if people are excited about Block V and what you're doing, what are the ways they can specifically plug in and get involved? Um, I think someone in the audience was asking if you're hiring. I'm sure other folks might want to collaborate with you. What, what, what opportunities are on the table? Yeah, absolutely. Um, check out Block V and, you know, and to join the community and support, like, we, we have our network token out there. Um, I just gave a talk here at Miami Crypto, really talking about the, the meme coins and the hype. But what meme coins have showed us is how important community is, right? Because people kind of vote with their wallets and that community really creates something. But with meme coins, it's not really contributing to much other than the frenzy. And so find some some really wonderful and amazing projects and, and get involved, you know, join the Telegram and start... Um, participating in the chats and then more and more digital objects and more applications will be, will be coming soon. Check out Vadim Inc. They'll, they have the, the Vadim builder there. Check out uh, nifty.world. You can now take a picture and upload it right away. Kyle Kemper did that with me on stage um, and turn that into an NFT. And so there's just a lot of different and unique, interesting applications coming. Yeah, I totally agree. And, um, you know, since you mentioned meme coins turning into something with more utility, Tomorrow at noon Eastern, I'll be talking to the team behind Super Doge, where the actual founder will reveal himself to the world for the oh, first wow. time, I believe. But this <laughs> is a meme coin that, with a great charity component, giving to a lot of different charities, hundreds of thousands of dollars already, that, that they realize they could be, they built this amazing community. They have all this underlying technical knowledge and, and talent. They created a story. They, they basically pivoted towards developing a, an NFT animated series with Crypto Wendy as one of the voices, one of the characters, making fun of the industry. And these NFTs now sort of empower you around this animated story that they've created. And um, I believe Soup Dosh is at an all-time high today. So amazing turnaround for a meme coin that found utility through yeah. community. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And that's super powerful, right? Like you either have the tech and not the community, the meme coins have the community and not the tech. And so they found that community and now are doing something really important with it. So I love to see that. And that's the way I want to see the meme coin um, phenomenon play out. It's like do something with, with all of the hype that you've created. 
Absolutely. We can we can talk to those guys about collaborating. I think what you're doing at Block B is awesome. So thankful for your time today. Uh, if folks want to continue to hear about the Edge of NFTs, feel free to tune in to Edge of NFT, which is at Edge of NFT on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. And then we have a newsletter and a podcast um, with amazing folks like Reeve that join us on a weekly basis. Thanks, Reeve, again. and. Look forward to seeing what happens next with Blackfeet. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Okay. We hope you've enjoyed this special bonus content from the Miami Crypto Experience event. We've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventurers on this starship, so invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us, and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. And don't forget, as a member of the Edge of NFT ecosystem, you're part of a community defined by collaboration and co-creation. Right now, we're giving you a literal opportunity to plant seeds with us and grow deep roots and broad branches together through NFTs. We're breaking ground on our own special NFT collections. Please head over to spiritseeds.xyz to find out more about our collection of only 100 Spirit Seed NFTs that will ever be minted. That's been created in collaboration with NFT influencer Nicole Buffett. And stay tuned to our Discord, found at edgeofnft.com discord, to get the inside scoop on our upcoming Living Tree NFT drop. Between these projects, we aim to plant tens of thousands of trees with you and offset thousands of metric tons of carbon emissions. At the same time, you'll get special access to our giveaways and events, as well as even more opportunities to co-create and collaborate with us. Check out edgeofnft.com discord to join our discord and plant your roots within our community now. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.